Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this strange world that harbors all kinds of life from poison ivy to fluffy bunnies and everything in between from nasty things to really good things and everything in between. I hope that you're able to navigate the crazy waters of this ascension and that you're able to Keep your balance, keep afloat in spite of these many ascension symptoms that you may be experiencing. Now, I for one have been experiencing all kinds of crap. Um, especially today it caught up to me a little bit. Um, I wasn't really having much go on. Uh, yesterday I did mention the blurring, um, of my vision, not of my mental ability to see the vision of my future. I don't mean, you know, existentially, I don't mean an existential crisis, even though I did talk yesterday about a crisis of faith, (laughs) That's not what I mean uh, today. I, I literally, my eyesight has been in and out. It's been very blurry. I've been having a lot of problems um, when I go to Google Chrome. Um, if you use it, you know what I mean. The um, they're using like the Arial font, which is really itty bitty, and they're also making it like a slight gray, and it's really hard to distinguish with this light off white which is their background. And I thought, well, maybe it's just my brightness. Now it, it's like, I've been thinking for days, it's my eyes, it's my eyes. And then I realized, no, it's just their damn font. And I looked up, how do you change the font? And I had all this advice, but none of it is really valid, really. <laughs> so I increased the font, but you can't change the color of the font on Google Chrome, as far as I know. Now, if you know how to do it, let me know, please. Um, then I could do it. Um, a lot of people are saying, just go to the other one, um, internet explorer, which I am just not thrilled with either. So I don't know. I'm going to have to find a third option, I guess. But in spite of that, I have noticed that my eyesight is a little, um, 
I find myself squinting a lot and um, when I wake up in the morning my eyesight is blurry and my eyes feel weird and I've been getting a lot of those um, I don't know just <laughs> the eye glue I heard someone call it that the other day my eyes had glue in them <laughs> I mean I know literally it's not actual glue it's not like we're putting Elmer's on our eyes. <laughs> you know, get away from me, Elmer. <laughs> With that stuff. No, I just, it's like the eye stuff that happens, you know, like the Sandman comes at night and puts sand in your eyes. That's um, a little old wives' tale that kids have been told for generations. I've been noticing, like, the eye, the blurry vision, the eye stuff, like the gunk that keeps your eyes you have to like scrape it off before you can open your eyes in the morning it's like fuck what the hell is that so I've been having that a lot since I moved to the beach um I mean there's more sand in the air here there's more dirt I literally live on the end of a dirt road so it's I don't even know if part of the road is paved I I've been out there three times I think it's just a dirt road it's a dirt and sand road. So, I mean, I'm not going to stay here very long. I just can't with that. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I think it might be an ascension symptom. And a lot of my pain has gone. I'm no longer sleeping in a fetal position, which is good. And I don't know if that's an ascension symptom or not. I've been unraveling a lot of the PTSD as I work through a lot of... Um, just trauma I've had over the past year or two and um, probably three actually three years Um, just a lot of emotional trauma and that's something that a lot of people have been reporting that as an ascension symptom we're having to look back at our past we're looking at things from our childhood traumas and uh, fights we had with people even like 10 years ago just conversations that really hocked you off it's suddenly coming back around and you're defending yourself in your mind you know there's like and some of it is ego based and some of it is like no you know what they were wrong when they said that thing to me you know um those kinds of um you're like redoing the conversation it's like that kind of a situation um I have noticed that I'm still having physical pain, but it's a lot less than it was. So if your pain has lessened, that's uh, maybe a sign you're getting through the ascension symptoms um, better. Uh, I have found that I don't have an appetite even more than normal. Like I just, you know, I went almost the whole day. In fact, I slept. That's another weird one. Just sleeping long, long freaking hours. I've noticed that if I go to bed at four in the morning, I'm up by 10 or 11. But if I go to bed at 11 at night, I don't get up until three or four in the afternoon the next day, which is insane. Um, it, it sounds like I'm depressed when you hear that. I don't know. It's possible, but... I also just think I need the sleep, you know, like the cat's been up screaming her wee little head off for days, trying to simultaneously call boys to the yard because she's in heat 
And then when this one cat comes, she wants to fight him through the window. <laughs> you know, it's like, who the hell are you? Get away from me. I don't want you. You know, it's like judging the one boy that does bother to show up. I mean, you know, she's not easily pleased. Apparently, um, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of odd, but, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a very, very weird thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, my sleep is my sleep patterns have been off, you know, it's just before, uh, Jordan, my ex roommate had, and friend of six years had come to stay at my house. I had gotten myself into a perfect routine. You know, I was eating at the same time every day. I was sleeping at the same time every day. I was getting up and doing my work and everything was like a balance. It wasn't just Netflix and chill all fucking day till the end of the day. And I went, Oh shit, I don't do any work. 30 more minutes. I'll work for 30 minutes and then I'm exhausted. Go to bed, which is how it had been, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm using a Netflix as a self soothing tool. Sometimes I find that when I'm super, super lonely, if I put on a TV show just for noise in the background, I don't feel as lonely, which is like a typical common thing that modern humans do. And, um, I'm trying to find that balance again. Like I haven't had the mental capacity for, um, the past week or so things have been crazy. Just trying to focus it, it's uh, uh, possibly my ADHD, but I'm feeling like ever since the lunar eclipse, there's like this energy coming down our way that's just people are in chaos emotionally and mentally. We're either distraught or we're just not even coherent enough to be distraught. You know, like the, um, I don't know, the ascension symptoms have us all twisted, but we're all twisted in different ways. So, I'm going to attempt to show you um, or tell you guys what other people are saying about the ascension symptoms. And I've noticed that on Instagram, a lot of these people that are talking about the ascension symptoms, a lot of things that they're saying just sound like just crazy. (laughs) I mean, we all sound a little crazy to people who are not awake, who don't know anything about the spiritual thing. I mean, it's pretty, I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to explain to my landlord. I know he's an archangel incarnate, but he's not accepting it about himself. He said that he's going to be here in the end times when people rise from the grave, which, or he says the last resurrection, which I mean, Jesus is not coming back to be killed and resurrect again. He already did that. And So a lot of Christian people believe that all the dead people are laying around in their graves, just waiting so that they can rise again from their graves. But people who um, work with spirits and get them back to heaven, like I do, like grandma Mary and Reverend Mary and Jones, which if you don't know who that is, please go back. I have um, probably eight or 10 episodes about her. Um, She was somebody that I knew. Um, She was, she had her own little church with her husband and Ronald Reagan and Nancy used to go to their church. And, um, they also used to consult astrologers, but she had a metaphysical church. 
and um, she didn't really preach fire and brimstone, but she did like a typical church. And then on Wednesday she had her metaphysical stuff. So she was a spiritual saint um, on her way to being a master of self, which is what we're trying to be masters of after all. Um, you know, accepting our personal power and coming into it and, um, yeah, just accepting that, you know, and then being able to have that self mastery over everything, you know, um, it starts with mastering your, uh, emotions and mastering your mind, your mindset and what you allow, uh, thoughts you allow and mastering, uh, who you're around you know, self-mastery is something I should probably do a whole show on it. But, um, anyway, if you don't know who she is in the first season, I did a lot of episodes about her. So, um, let me see here. Going to my spiritual guidance, um, folder that I have here on, um, on Insta. Okay. Um, This is something we're going to talk about astrology tonight, or I'm going to attempt to find things about astrology tonight for you guys. So today is June 1st. The uh, moon is in conjunction with Jupiter, who is the king of the gods. This marks the beginning of new highs, big breakthroughs, and beautiful blessings for you. Challenges are ending, and whatever goal or dream we focus on will rapidly manifest, so please claim it. Now, that is from... Heaven to Earth 1111, and that is a channel, or I guess, profile name on Instagram. So, okay, naga.healing.guidance, this is what she says. Um, Her, the symptoms that she's noticed, now, I don't get most of these, but if you do, then you know you're still going through the ascension symptoms, and, you know whatever, wherever in your body it it is is showing up is probably what you need to work on. So if you feel something in your throat, you still need to work on your throat chakra, um, and anything in which any issue in which like you didn't have your, um, your voice, you know, like my stepmom used to yell at me for not singing in church this is the an example of that. So she'd yell at me for not singing in church. And then she'd tell me that I'm off key. I shouldn't sing as much when I did sing. So no matter, I was damned if I do and damned if I don't. And, um, I'm not a singer guys. <laughs> I love to sing. I'm not terribly great at it. I try, you know, and I've been trying to learn, but I don't know that I could hear the pitches, right? I've had tinnitus, um, most of my life and it's gotten worse with ascension symptoms and I've had uh, problems with my ears my whole life so I mean it's possible that I just don't hear the pitches right although I could hear somebody else's off key which is really irritating as a Virgo you know but when I sing it's hard for me to tell if I'm off key or not (laughs) if I record myself singing I could go oh my god I'm terrible but I could hear it later after but it's, it's one of those weird things, but anyway, um, so that's an example though. So like you have a really shitty memory about something where you took it in and you kind of felt like I don't have a voice or I shouldn't use my voice or my voice irritates other people. I mean, my stepmom was also Virgo, so God heaven help, help us all. But you know, with a Virgo mom and I feel sorry for my kids cause I am, I, I was a Virgo mom 
critical as hell, but trying so hard not to be constantly. It's like, I was always consciously aware of it. So I drove my, myself crazy, but, um, so that's an example. So, um, you know, if somebody told you, you were, um, not sexy or you're not good in bed or you're really crappy, um, you know, in the sexual department one way or another, you know, someone criticized you and you took that in, then you might have problems with your, um, sacred, uh, sacral chakra being blocked, you know, or if, um, you were hurt in love, you might have the issue of having your, your, your heart chakra, um, being blocked, you know? So like, say you're betrayed in a love relationship, your heart chakra might be blocked. Um, you know, or might be something from childhood, you know, something to do with love where all the people in your life got divorced. And so you're like, I'm never going to have that. So now you blocked your own heart chakra. So a lot of the Ascension symptoms will come and show you where you still need work. You know, um, you know, people that are, uh, survivors of rape, for example, and people who were victims of, or I should say survivors of, uh, pedophiles, um, you'll have like the first and second chakra issues. You might have uh, problems in your hips or your womb. You might have problems with your irregular periods or extra strong period cramping. Doesn't mean that happened to you, but that might be something, a a way in which that uh, appears physically for uh, example. Um, anyway, so according to Naga healing guidance for today, and by the way, happy international, uh, pride month pride for LGBTQIA plus. Okay. I just, I wanted to get that out there before we move on. (laughs) So happy rainbow family month. (laughs) Yay. And I include myself in this as well. So, all right. Um, the symptoms that Naga says is burning sensation on stomach. I don't know what that means, but that's how she interprets it twitches on the abdomen, lack of hunger. See, I do have the lack of hunger, heart palpitations. Yes. Skipped beat heartbeat. Yes. Uh, heat and burning sensation on the spine. I'm not having that one painful neck and spine. Yes, definitely jaw tension. Shit. Now that you mention it, I am having that head pressure and pinching and rushing sensation. Interesting teeth sensitivity. I don't have a teeth sensitivity, but I noticed that I suddenly yesterday, I started to have a, a, a smell from my mouth. Like I have a rotten tooth. I hate that smell so bad. So I, um, flossed my teeth in case that was it. We'll see what happens. But, um, I've noticed I do need to drink a lot more water that my breath was smelling and my body is detoxing, um, quite a bit um, through, um, my lungs. So that's a big part of it. Also, at least for me, it might be for you as well. Hot flashes, feeling sick or feverish. Yes. Body soreness, exhaustion, heartburn, nightmares, insomnia, chest tension and chest pressure. Yeah. I am getting sick, feverish body soreness feeling. Um, I'm not sick. And when I, I go to touch my own head, it's not overly hot, but I live at the beach where it's warmer than where I just came from. And I've been sleeping with a cover on and just feeling really cold, really chilled, really like I'm sick, but I'm not. 
And I mean, I went to bed at one in the morning, woke up at three in the afternoon. I mean, God, it was like 12, 13, 14 hours I slept. 14 freaking hours. So I don't know. Um, I really needed extra um, sleep, obviously. And I know I went somewhere and I, I don't know what I did. I went to the dream world and I was, I had a little black dog that I found outside running around and I named him Satan because I thought that was hilarious in my dream. And then I was looking for my friend from Columbia who doesn't exist in, in my current life, waking life, but in my dream, he was like my best friend. And I have a lot of friends from Columbia, but the, none of them are the man in my dream. And my husband was going to stay home with the kids because he was still alive in my dream. And the kids were younger and my, it might just be another timeline. It was like a really insane dream. So crazy, vivid dreams that feel completely, absolutely real. And then you wake up, you're like, I would never name a dog Satan. <laughs> and I just said he was like the incarnation of Sagan, but Sagan wasn't like Satan at all. He was a very sweet, well, he was a wolf. He wasn't really a dog. I had a pet wolf for a while, but, um, yeah, it was very odd, like really intense, crazy dreams like that. that just feel just as real as your waking life. I mean, my dream, I was young or younger and I was, I was thin and I was wearing like little mini skirts and little boots. And I looked all kinds of cute. I had all kinds of jewelry on. I mean, not at all how I am right now, um, in life in general. So I just thought that was, that's how I used to be when I was younger. So I thought that was really odd. So, um, a lot of people have been saying that we're going back to timelines or going back in the timeline of who we used to be. So that is something, um, trying to see my God, I really did. Uh, <laughs> I saved, I'm like scrolling and scrolling through my saved folder. I really did, um, look through a lot of things, um, to do with astrology. So, okay. So this is again from Naga healing guidance. Um, also from today, she says, um, the upgrades we're having are huge. Uh, sacral chakra has been going through a clearing for five to seven days. The last five to seven days, intense mother healing. That means if you are a mother and you have maternal guilt over things that happened to your children or things that did not happen for your children. I know I'm going through that. Um, you just, you know, you're trying to be the best mom you could be. You're being conscious in every possible way, but shit still happens. And then you feel guilty about it. Uh, clearing all the, the false guilt and the actual guilt out. Um, and also, uh, issues, <clears throat> excuse me, that you have with your own mother. Um, that's being cleared out right now. And anyway, she says sacral symptoms, especially cramps, leg heaviness, bloating, heavy bleeding. That's if you're of course a woman and on your period, not, you know, in general, um, just randomly bleeding out your arm or something. She doesn't mean that twitches. And then she says, Oh, convos. I thought it canvas. Oh my God. My eyesight convos are thoughts about motherhood or babies or pregnancies. I haven't had any of that. 
I, I do want to be a grandma and I've been thinking about my future grandkids a little bit. The, the leg, the leg cramps. I've been having that at night. Like I'm just waking up like, Oh my God, my leg hurts so much. I went out and bought potato chips. I thought they were potato chips. They turned out to be corn chips. So I was like, cause I couldn't, I haven't been able to find the vegetable store and the landlord said he's going to bring me over to the vegetable store, but I haven't really wanted to walk over there a whole lot. And I didn't want to set up something because I've been feeling really weird and antisocial. I'm going through this weird energy of feeling like I'm um, sick, but I'm not sick. So I, I will eventually say, Hey, help me go over there and do something. I want some potatoes and, and bananas because my legs have been cramping up and I keep thinking maybe I just need potassium, but now I read this and I think, well, maybe it's just, um, ascension symptoms, but I have been having like sharpshooting pains in random places, which she did not say here, but she said twitches and I have been having the twitches for sure. Um, so the upgrade she says is huge. It's, um, getting rid of more layers of codependency and feeling unresourceful or feeling like you're lacking in your life. And I do feel that I am unraveling a lot of that kind of shit too. Also releasing inability to resolve conflicts and challenges and your inability to make decisions. We're releasing the energy of the inability. Um, uncovering divine feminine inner power and wisdom and clearing out karma, creating more allowance for the constant death rebirth process of life. Um, I don't know what she means by that because this is our last life guys. If you're here right now, listening to this recording, this is your last life on this 3d earth. Now who's to say what will happen after the 3d earth is gone. We're going to be in the five D and so you could probably be incarnated and reincarnated multiple times on five D on three D on earth. No, that door is, is officially, I closed it two years ago. It's over. You know, when I started the apocalypse, ah, I started the apocalypse. Oops. My bad. Um, it's the 3d world is gone. It's, it's over. It's just, it's as good as gone. So keep working on yourself. We're all going into the 5d. We all have a foot in the 5d anyway. We're all in the 5d, but we're all still kind of, we're vacillating. We're unbalanced and we're kind of like teeter tottering between the 3d and 5d. And we're not in the 4d. We're never going to live in the 4d. The 4d is the world of dreams and mental stuff like thought. It's a mental plane. It's not a physical plane in which we can survive or live. You know, um, people that are comatose, they live in the mental plane in their mental body, but their physical body is still in a physical world. You're not in a physical body living in the mental plane ever. A lot of people have that wrong. So by the way, so, okay. Uh, she also says naga.healing.guidance. She says, um, uh, increasing strength to follow life purpose, stepping into the spiritual awakening, embodying your true identity without shame or fear. If you are an archangel incarnate, it's time to embody that, that as your true identity. 
might not want to tell your great grandma, you know, if she's still alive, that she might not understand it. Your aunties that go to church, maybe you don't want to let them know that you're, you know, an archangel incarnate. It, it sounds weird to the ear to a lot of people, but for yourself, embrace who you really are balancing emotions and behaviors and increasing your actual patience, which is good. So, um, she also, she talks about other things here. Uh, you, you came here to thrive, not just settle. So when you feel stagnant, it's a sign from your soul to reach higher. I agree. I hate that stagnant energy and I've been feeling it a little bit. So I've been feeling like, okay, let's go baby. But at the same time, I don't feel like going anywhere except to bed, um, for the past two days, it's cold at the beach guys. I have been, I'm like wearing my, my Lucifer hoodie. I love this TV show Lucifer. So I have this, this hoodie from it, but, um, that's what I've been wearing. I've just, I've been cold. I'm like right now I'm in bed with my covers up over my lap. Like it's, it's, I'm cold in, in covers. I have a thick blanket on me. <laughs> to think that a week and a half ago, I was like, God, it's so hot here. And now it, it, it's definitely, we're in winter, South America, you know, this is winter time down here. And my friend, uh, Peter in Chico sent me a picture of the map, the heat map. It's going to be like today. It was like 109 degrees in Orland in, um, Northern California. And in Chico it was 106 and I'm sitting here going, it's 70 degrees and I'm wearing a hoodie. Like, this is crazy. Anyway, uh, anyway, she also says, uh, to, um, you have to match a vibration of things that are higher vibration than you. Cause you haven't gotten to it yet. Basically she says to match the vibration faster. You have to, um, your chakras, including sacral need to be cleaned. I don't know. I think we should just do that constantly anyway clearing out your, your, uh, chakras, clearing out your, uh, Pepsi bodies, you know, your psychological, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies just need to be cleansed. Just drain it. Imagine there's holes in your feet and you just take several passes and drain all the gunk, you know, just imagine there's gunk and then imagine it's gone. Then imagine white light comes in through the top of your head that's how I do it. And then with my chakras, I just imagine they're like drawers and I open the drawers and I see if there's any debris and then I just clean them out. You know, for me, it's like kind of an old fashioned chest of drawers. That's my dad just call them chest of drawers. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it's like seven, seven uh, drawers in a, um, upright cabinet. You know, at least that's just how I visualize it, but you might have a different way and there's no wrong way to visualize this. But anyway, um, let's see. Um, your chakras are highly active during this time and many people are receiving insights and apply what you learned during the first half of the year for the next half. This is according to Naga healing guidance. She also says, um, you might be having uh, burning sensations in your solar plexus and that is in your stomach and the Kundalini has been causing twitches on the butt area. Huh? Not really so much for me, but okay. If you feel bouts of rage or anger or a lack of patience, that might be happening right now for you guys. Childhood memories are being reviewed through pics, videos, and mind space 
as well as family conversations. Um, let's see. Third eye crown chakra, making people more consciously aware of unity consciousness. And you also might feel like an alien, uh, which she considers, um, how you feel when you're identifying with your soul instead of your body. Uh, Pleiadian portal is a cool, um, really cool. Um, she's a really cool woman. Anyway, she, uh, put a really strange picture of a cave and that's in my thing. I'm telling this has nothing to do with what I was just talking about, but I just came across it. I want you guys to know because this is a really strange, um, cave because when you look at the picture, you're going to see a bunch of fairies. You're going to see rock beings and it's, uh, the cave is very responsive to questions and giving you, um, guidance that you need. This is found in the circles of, in the sand in Brandon, Oregon. So, I mean, go check out Pleiadian portal and look at this picture of a cave and then ask the picture something. People are like looking at this, asking the cave questions and getting answers right away. It's really trippy. (laughs) So, um, all right. Um, Nagi healing guidance yesterday said timeline jumps is a cinch, uh, ascension symptom glitches, deja vus, nightmares, insomnia, sleeplessness, tailback, tailback, tailbone and lower back pain, hips, dislocation, hip pain, stomach pain, burning sensation, sinus pressure, forehead tension, blurry vision, tired eyesight, left and right limbs, tension, pulled muscles, itchy, butt, tingling, numbness, constipation, or diarrhea, Hot flashes, burning sensation on your heart chakra, front and back, sore, harsh, not harsh, horse throat, not knee horse, but H-O-A-R-S-E, horse throat, feeling slightly <clears throat> sick. So that's, um, she had several that I obviously, now moon child moments. Let me see where I'm at here in this. All right. Yeah, we're getting a little bit deep into this. So moon child moments XX. This is what she had to say for this. She said huge wipeout wave today as a residual eclipse gateway energies finally are closing out old timelines, specifically from the 1970s to the 1990s. That's what I mean. Like some of this stuff sounds totally nuts, yet it might be true. Uh, large scale recalibrations and resets as we move into a new dimension or dimensional bandwidth that highlights with a planetary shift into a new collective timeline that anchored today. That was, um, oh, I think, uh, four days ago. So, all right. Anchored in the past four, you know, last week, I guess Friday, she says, uh, Energetic housekeeping has been occurring within the planetary grid layers of dense redundant architecture that has been fragmented and dissolved to create space for new holographic templates to fully anchor closing out of old habits, beliefs, connections, career paths, and identity constructs felt like being less felt like being anchorless amidst continual shifting cosmic tides but this delaying or delayering process has helped to unplug from versions of ourselves that were connected, connected to old grid matrices, matrices. 
the new the new quantum holographic templates and timeline planetary shifts i'm sorry i made up the word timeline there didn't even say it told you my eyes are like nuts right now the new quantum holographic templates and planetary shifts are aligned with higher heart unity and sovereignty codes which are being activated through an intense chakra and bodily upgrade so she has more if you want to check it out um anxiousness feeling ungrounded nausea plasma particles moving through the body which is always happening i think but that's a very strange thing she brought up feeling dense um physical bodily feelings are dense thirst loss of appetite extreme fatigue aching body being in the present um grieving old wounds detaching from the echo chamber of social media to recalibrate anxiousness feeling grounded chakra cleansing dream time intensity so yes we have to connect to higher frequency bandwidths yes yes to all that ace of moon um also five days ago our bodies are going into overdrive of detoxing from the completion of these cycles and again this is the ace of moon um that have just passed with the eclipse and a bit of rewiring we're working in lots of areas of our heart and mind space lots of ocd tendencies coming out right now anxiousness fears of the mind coming up for clearing as well a lot of the fears are from old cycle clearing so allow them to clear out allow them through and let them pass keep pulling yourself back to this new state of mind and heart space quite a lot of energy is needed in this cleansing and detox you might feel sleepy but you might not be able to sleep very well uh some people are having pretty bad hives itching heartburn major prickling or zapping of the skin spleen chakra which is a lower left rib clearing so that's not an official chakra that's like a lesser chakra um so uh lots of heat and hot flashes headache jaw ache teeth ache vertigo yeah i've been feeling dizzy i've like lost my balance just standing normally like twice in the past two days so even though this is like from five days ago i could see that a lot of these things are still playing out so drink a lot of water um help yourself with um the detox and coconut water to cool your body down if you feel hot so yeah this is some of the stuff that i was um completely you know a lot of stuff i read this i'm like yeah i was going through some of this crap too all right there we go that's um those are some of the channels i recommend right there channels i don't know what they're called profiles i guess um or people on instagram that are going through listing all of the symptoms that they're hearing people say um yeah just the detox thing physical detox my body's been completely detoxing since i moved to the beach guys i've lost 10 pounds without hardly trying i've been eating a lot more protein a lot more meat less vegetables and i am losing weight like crazy i mean go figure right um 
yesterday I had like a junk food breakdown. I had to go get some chips because I, I, I wanted, I, I just went to get milk next door and some eggs. And when I did that, the chips looked so good. I'm like, Oh, I really need salt. And I bought what I thought was potato chips turned out to be corn chips, but they were cheese flavor. So, you know, I couldn't resist in that moment. I'm like, Oh, I have to have junk food, right? But my body was craving the salt. And as soon as I had it, I felt a lot better. And I know when my body does not need salt, if I eat salt, it just is too much. I have to not eat it, but I've been really craving salt. I don't know about you guys, but that's another thing. Ascension symptom because I never crave salt very rarely. I mean, it could be because I'm sweating a little bit more because being at the beach or whatever, and I'm in a much different environment being at sea level along with the living in a place where there's a lot more humidity in the air. I don't know what's going on, but you know, it's just, I feel different here. I like it. I actually think I could maybe live long-term on the coast, which is good. It's, it's nice. I normally am a mountain person, but 8,400 feet above sea level I'm not that much of a damn mountain person. (laughs) These Andes mountains, man, they are no joke. (laughs) And my body, as it's unraveling some of the uh, things, I've been having ankle pain. Now, this might just be because I've got metal rods in my leg, but um, I've been having pain in my joints, so in my legs. So if you guys are also having that, it also might be, uh, because it's ascension symptoms. Wow. The, I could tell the acoustics are different in, I'm now moving from my bedroom to my, I guess it's, it's like a kitchen slash living room. This is a very small apartment. I paid my rent today, guys. I feel really good about that. I'm so grateful. That was that one thing. I got three weeks of free rent and he's like, I don't even want you to pay me until the first. And then he showed up today and he says, I'm going to hook up the hot water in your shower now that it's cold. Thank God. Now I've got, it's not hot water. It's warm ish, but, um, but there's that and it's nice. And I've got hot water on demand, which is nice. And, um, it's one of those weird little plastic shower heads that have a coil, a heating coil that's connected to electricity, which sounds, you know, water and electricity never mix. It sounds very dangerous, but he is a contractor. So he actually knows how to, um, ground it. And he's, I have a switch on the wall, which is so much better than, um, how other people do it. (laughs) I mean, I've almost been electrocuted many times in showers in Guatemala and Mexico. So this won't do that here. Thank God. So, um, so it's nice, you know, so he's always an interesting person to talk to when he comes up here. So, and he came up and he showed me some of the things he's going to do. My floor, he's going to start putting in a brand new floor right now. I'm just looking at subfloor that has holes in it. It's like ridiculous, but he's like, okay. I paid my rent and the lady who lives here downstairs, she paid her rent and he has this massive um, job coming up and they're going to pay him good money. So he's like, okay, I have the $600 in place. (laughs) I'm going to order the materials tomorrow. And in a week, we're going to start on your brand new hardwood floor. I'm so thrilled about that guys. I'm like, this is really cool. 
So, um, I'm excited about it really. And then we're talking about, um, the next step will be putting tiles in the bathroom and, you know, I get to pick all the colors for everything. He said, I want your opinion on it. And I'm like, all right, that's actually pretty cool. He respects me because of the fact that I'm an INTJ and he's an INFJ and we're both Virgos. We think a lot alike, but he's not good with picking out colors of, um, he's good with building design but he's not good with picking out colors of things. I'm like, well, we're going to literally make this place turquoise and really beautiful, but (laughs) (sighs) so I'm going to make this into a beautiful beach apartment, even though I can hear the ocean. I can't see it from here. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. So I wanted to, get into the space weather stuff. I'm sorry. I'm doing this very late guys. It's just been one of those days. It's taken me a long time to get around as my grandma used to say, it's been, um, whatever these energies are, they're crazily, um, they're dense, heavy. I've been breathing through it a lot. Um, I hope you guys are doing all right. Because it is, um, the ascension symptoms are are nuts right now. Okay, spaceweather.com is where we go to find out what's going on in space and how it's affecting us here. So um, I always interpret this, you know, as, you know, what we're um, experiencing here, ascension-wise. A lot of it comes from the crap that's (laughs) bombarding us from the space weather. And this is why we read the space weather news. You know, science is backing up our ascension symptoms that we're experiencing. So, okay, solar wind speed right now is 292.6 kilometers per second, which means it's not hardly fast at all. It's slowed way down, and today it says an off-target CME might sideswipe Earth today, so it didn't really say if it did or did not. And, um, a UFO photobombs the sun. If you want to see that they're saying they think it's a weather balloon 15 feet up in the sky in front of this guy's camera because it's going really rapidly across the surface of the sun. So it's funny because it looks like it's actually a UFO, but I I think it might be a weather balloon too. Um, (laughs) it's just, it's like deceptive. So if you want to see, it's kind of funny. Anyway, um, sunspot AR2827 has a beta gamma magnetic field that harbors energy for M class solar flares. And it's right there, um, on the left half of the center of the sun, which means we're going to be sitting here for a while with this potential threat of, uh, sending solar flares our way. Now, usually what happens when we are having, um, very little, um, in the way of solar wind coming our way, we always have 
a lot more cosmic rays that are able to get in. Usually the solar wind protects us. So if you're having ascension symptoms right now, it's things like astrology, it's things like cosmic rays and usually solar wind CME is all that, all that jazz. But right now, um, Right now, we have gotten, um, in the past 48 hours, a 0.4% increase in the Ulu, um, Ulu Finland uh, University there. They're reporting that the neutron counts have gone up. We're now um, in high, 9.6% is where we're at. There were two sporadic fireballs over the United States. As reported by NASA's All Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras, and this is a really weird little um, blip on—I um... <laughs> don't know—I'm just gonna say it. Uh, if you speak Spanish, this is gonna be hilarious for you, as it was for me. Iridescent Virga <laughs> over Paris, although they call it Virga, V-I-R-G-A, but. Verga, V-E-R-G-A in Spanish literally means cock. <laughs> there was a giant cock over Paris. So there you go. <laughs> so iridescent, iridescent Verga over Paris. Bertrand Kulik is a nature photographer who does some of his best work from the balcony of his apartment. Of course, he lives in Paris, so... Of course, he just stays home and looks out over the city, but he takes pictures of the sky. So he says, at the end of the day, on the 29th of May, I saw these iridescent clouds of Virga from my flat in District 15. And these clouds are really strange looking. Um, it's, It's rain that evaporates before it hits the ground, but Parisian Virga doesn't fall from ordinary gray rain clouds. These are iridescent and they're small water droplets, super cooled below freezing, and it diffracts the rays of the setting sun to produce a rain cap of pastel color. And he says, I have seen, I have seen Virga before. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so have I, buddy, but never like this. And so there you go. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. I, they didn't explain why it's called Virga, but I'm laughing kind of because it's like, what? Ha- welcome to Gay Pride Month. <laughs> it's a giant cock over Paris, but it's but the sky is beautiful, and you might want to go to spaceweather.com to look at the picture. It's really pretty. It's like um, kind of a golden yellow uh, mixed in with like a mauveish pink, along with a purpley blue. I I mean, it's the only way I can describe it. I don't know, but it's actually very strange and you might want to look at it because it's a wild space anomaly. Um, not a lot going on as far as the, uh, Schumann resonance is today coming down the pike from disclosurenews.it coming out of Italy. They report, uh, a power eight Hertz frequency. That's it. But when we go over to heartmouth.org, we could see what was going on two days ago. And so here we have it. Um, California was at 68 Hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. 
This was at the 2300 hour of the 30th of May, which was Sunday. At that same time, Hofu of Saudi Arabia was at 75 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 88 hertz frequency. Um, 147 hertz frequency is what they had in Alberta, Canada. In Northland, New Zealand, it was 62 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Hofu of Saudi not Hafu Saudi Arabia. Oh my God. Halului, South Africa <laughs> was at 86 Hertz frequency out of those the angel number. There's 88. So, um, all right. You know, only one in the triple digits, 147 in, um, 147 over there in, uh, Alberta, Canada. So yeah, um, it's still pretty high. And I don't know if the Schumann resonance causes us to feel out of sorts or if it's just recording that we're feeling out of sorts or if it's recording other energies that show us what is happening that makes us feel the ascension symptoms or (laughs) out of sorts. But um, it's an interesting thing that we look at too. It's science that kind of shows us, yeah, we're not going crazy. There's something going on. I mean, when California is at eight and we feel awesome and then it goes up to 200, it's like, wait a minute. Uh, Yeah. When it went to 200, I felt weird, you know? So that's why I read this scientific stuff because for those of you who are brand new to the show, metaphysical soul speak is where we basically speak about what's going on with our souls And the metaphysical part means basically where spirituality and science meet in the middle and how one is affecting the other or vice versa, depending on the case. Anyway, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to attempt to find some really awesome, uh, astrology, um, websites to see what's going on because we had this lunar eclipse last week. We had some things going on last week, but this week it's a lot different with, I think it's Saturn and Jupiter and, but also Mercury retrograde. So we're going to talk about some of these things, kind of unravel the astrology and see if, um, we can't make some sense out of it, out of what's going on. So we're going to look up a few different websites, which I will then recommend and well, there you have it. So it's instead of tarot Tuesday, we're going to do tarot astrology. No <laughs> astrology Tuesday. <laughs> um, and that's it. I'll be right back after this quick little music. guys so it's 1 44 a.m <laughs> here's another angel number for you but um yeah i'm getting this out quite late i just um i've been really kind of dragging my ass today i just whew, i've been a little bit out of it i'm okay i feel okay but i just feel so tired and um kind of like a lack of energy feeling 
I'm so glad that my landlord fixed my shower and I could take a nice hot shower tomorrow when I get up and that will feel a lot better. I've been only taking cold showers and it's really uncomfortable now that it's gotten colder out. And it's, I mean, when I say colder, it's like 69 to 71 degrees minimum, but (laughs) I really adapted to this weather really quickly. I don't know if that's an ascension symptom or not. I never adapted this fast to any weather anywhere. (laughs) So pretty crazy stuff. Um, Oh gosh, there was something else I was going to say really quick about the first half. And now I have forgotten, but if I remember, I will let you know. So, uh, I wanted to go first, uh, talking about astrology. I wanted to go to astrology with Heather.com. She is a really gifted astrologer that I love to listen to on YouTube and you can just look her channel up. It's called astrology with Heather. And so she puts this out. She has a little blog and she teaches people how to read, uh, charts. And it's cool because she's very easy to understand. She looks like a very sweet person. So I wanted to share, uh, her information with you guys. Uh, not only her YouTube channel, but also astrologywithheather.com. And she does have a newsletter that I just noticed um, as I've gone to this website for the first time uh, just now, just today. So if you um, want to get her information, it might be a good idea because you're going to see in a minute uh, what I mean when I say she's good and explains things well. So... For uh, today, June 1st, uh, the June 2021 Astro Highlights. And she says, basically, right now, this is time to pivot. P-I-V-O-T, time to pivot. So, um, it's a really cool picture here she has on her website of the uh, lunar eclipse. (laughs) with what looks like Virga clouds. (laughs) Oh man. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. My cat seems to be calming down quite a bit. I think that her period of pawn far (laughs) is almost over. Thank God. Um, this has been exhausting for her and I, and I hope to God not, but most maybe most of the people in the neighborhood who could hear, even the landlord in his house in front of this part of the house. Um, you know, he's in a totally different area of the yard and he could hear her at night. So anyway, I just looked and it was three minutes and 33 seconds. So, um, three, 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 there's another angel number for you guys who are keeping count or score of that. All right. So this is what astrology with Heather, this is what Heather has to say. She says, this month we have a hugely impactful annular solar eclipse in Gemini. It is an exact conjunction with retrograde Mercury. So ideas, information, and communications from the past can come back around to be burned away or propel us forward into a faded new path 
more aligned with our destiny, fated, I think is a better way to say that word. I think it sounded like I said faded. So it's fated, F-A-T-E-D. Uranus squares Saturn exact mid-month. And this is a big deal. She put some big letters. For some of us, this opportunity will provide friction and frustration to propel us into working towards the change that we so desperately need. And for others, challenges will come along that force our hand and cause us to pivot. Mercury is still retrograde until June 22nd, 22. There you guys go uh, for angel numbers. Another one, two, two. So Mercury is retrograde until the 22nd of June. And although it's backing away from its disorienting square, so Mercury apparently is making a square with foggy and confusing Neptune later in the month. Well, that's, that's really good to know. God, like what we need more of fogginess and confusion, right? So uh, later in the month, and we'll have to revisit our ambivalence and indecisiveness around an important decision on last time, one last time as we move into the end of June and into the start of July. Oh my God, you guys, this is the month where my uh, visa for Ecuador is expiring. I have a temporary residence visa, which expires. um, I don't even know when, so I need to look. I'm going to have to take a really quick trip up to Quito and try to um, come up with a way to do a um, permanent residence visa. I think I'm going to do this through um, a renter's visa, but I mean, during Mercury retrograde and all of this stuff, I'm just like, really? And I don't even know who's going to watch my cat. I've got to find out if there's even cat hotels here, but I have to get her fixed because like I said, her pond far is over. (laughs) For those of you who are Trekkies, you know exactly what the hell I mean. (laughs) Pond far is something that Vulcans go into. (laughs) There's a hilarious in the first um, Star Trek ever made, you know, in the first series, Spock goes through his pond far and he almost kills Captain Kirk. But in case you've never seen it, I don't want to be the spoiler alert, even though it's been out since the 1960s. (laughs) So well over 50 years older than me, (laughs) the show has been on. But just in case, you know, in case it's new to you. um, (laughs) And I highly recommend Star Trek if you've never seen it. A lot of you are very young watching or listening to me. So um, there's a lot of uh, cool things, uh, social issues and spiritual issues that they were dealing with back then in the 60s. And it comes through in the show and the writing of the show. But there's a lot of spiritual stuff also. There's a lot of cool spiritual clues in case you don't watch Star Trek and never have. It will be your new favorite show. The first... The first... um, one just for sheer cheesiness and psychedelic colors. <laughs> it's a really fun and cool show, but it's um it's unlike any anything else, but all of the Star Treks I recommend. 
TNG, not so much. The next generation, eh. But, um, but anyway, I wanted to say where I'm getting the word pawn far. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's kind of like a sexual, um, time where, uh, Vulcans who don't have any emotion, usually they suppress, they have, but they suppress their emotions and they're in control of it. You know, like a mental master, a mental mastery over their emotions, but they, um, kind of go crazy emotionally <laughs> once every so many years when they go into their mating ritual time. <laughs> it's all pretty crazy. And that's why I feel like that my cat's, it's almost like she went into pond far. She was acting all kinds of crazy, man. Anyway, hopefully in the next couple days it's over. She's asleep right now. So for those of you who've asked about knowledge Ravenspell, that's what's going on with her, by the way. So anyway, um, so what does this say? So Uranus will square Saturn exact mid-month. This is a big deal. For some, this, it, this opportunity will provide enough friction and frustration that will propel us into working towards the changes that we so desperately need. And for others, challenges will come along that force our hand and cause us to pivot. So Mercury is still retrograde until the 22nd of June. And although it's backing away from its disorienting square with foggy and confusing Neptune later in the month, we will have to revisit. See, I just revisited that whole paragraph. Sorry about that. Our ambivalence and indecisiveness around an important decision on one last time is okay. I read that whole thing. So sorry about that. Anyway. Um, so what else is going on? So the, the energy forecast for June, this is, she also put this energy, most positive for sun, moon, and rising. Um, so if you have your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign in Aries, cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, the energy will be the most positive for you, which is good for me because I do have Capricorn rising. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Now, how do you find this stuff? So um, let me see. I have this awesome, I have it over here somewhere, astro-charts.com, A-S-T-R-O-C-H-A-R-T-S.com. This is one of the best um, astrology sites I've, I've ever found, and it has everything and you could go get your um, astrology done for free as long as you know the um, it's it's very accurate and it tells you everything but as long as you know your date of birth and the where you were born and the minute you are born if you don't know the minute you could just use noon but it's not going to be as accurate but it has a lot of things that other astrology websites don't have and I just discovered this one recently so astro-charts.com and you can make an account for free and you can do charts for everybody you know I mean I did one for my um, my kids and my cat and even my twin flame and you can even do you could take yours and somebody else's and do like a, a compatibility like a synastry astrology chart so i wanted to bring that up because if you don't you know what your rising sign is or what your moon is you just know your 
you know, basically, Hey, well, I was born in the first part of August. So I'm a Leo. If that's all, you know, you might want to check into this to know your moon, your rising and everything else. So anyway, um, back to astrology with Heather, she says the energy that's the most challenging for sun, moon and rising signs. Um, if you have Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius as your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign, the energy is going to be quite challenging for you for this month. Now it's going to be mixed energy. If your sun sign, moon sign, or rising sign is Gemini Virgo, which I'm Virgo or <laughs> it's mixed energy. Okay, fine. Sagittarius and also Pisces. So my, my oldest kid is a Pisces. So I've got to make sure I it's mixed energy. So I'm going to have to keep close tabs on them. Um, because you know, she, you know, being a Pisces, it's kind of, uh, touch and go sometimes. So I've got to always give her extra them extra love. So maximum intensity is going to mostly be felt by people that have the sun, moon, or rising signs in Taurus, Gemini, Sagittarius, Aquarius, and Pisces. So, you know, if you, you know, <laughs> check in on that Pisces in your life for sure. My twin flame, I'm certain is a Gemini, of course. So I feel like I'm going to have to send him a lot of extra energy for this month. Um, a lot of love because, um, it looks like it's going to be intense. If you're a Gemini, you mentioned both mixed and maximum intensity. Um, Virgos, we only had mixed energy, so I don't know, but Hey, if you're an Aries cancer, Libra or Capricorn, good. So my son is going to be fine. <laughs> my youngest son. Good. He's a Libra. Okay. So June and, and see in my Capricorn, is that even mentioned? Capricorn's not even mentioned. Oh no, it is for the energy most positive because that's my rising. There we go. I have to check for me. But um, anyway, for you guys, I don't know. Everyone's different. So hopefully I've covered you in that. So now she has like a little section called the June 2021 Astro Highlights. So the big thing that's going to be happening, the big things that will be happening this month. So uh, Venus will be en entering into Cancer, the sign of Cancer. Venus is the goddess of love. So the planet Venus is, well, about the feminine, divine feminine and love relationships, right? So this is going to be active the 2nd of June through the 26th of June. And this starts tomorrow. So Venus will be entering cancer tomorrow. So Venus in cancer is a beautiful placement for forming deep emotional bonds and cultivating supportive, nurturing relationships. When Venus is in cancer, people will gravitate towards feel good activities, finding pleasure in comfortable connections and emotionally indulgent activities. This is a great energy for everything from creativity and the arts to gathering with the people you love most for a nourishing home cooked meal. Yeah. Cancers, man, cancer, people that are, um, born in the sign of cancer have such a loving, nourishing, amazing energy. They just want to be mama to the world. And I love that energy. Um, 
And so Venus in Cancer, it's going to just be so, I mean, I wish I was already with my twin flame because man, we would be all nurturing each other and shit. It'd be awesome. (laughs) All right. So the annular solar eclipse in Gemini, she's saying this is going to happen on the 10th of June. So we did enter, um, so, oh, we just went through the lunar eclipse. Oh my God. So yeah, I'm like, wait, didn't we just go through this? <laughs> How many damn eclipses are there going to be of the sun? Oh yeah. Right. That was a lunar eclipse. So we just had uh, last week an eclipse of the moon. Now we're having a solar eclipse, an eclipse of the sun. And it happens every year. And it's going to be in the sign of Gemini. Uh, so it's going to be on June 10th at uh, 4.52 a.m. MDT. I don't even know what that means. MDT. Well, you're going to have to find out in your area um, before we get then. Well, before we get there to that date, you know, on the 8th or something, look out what time to see if you're going to be able to see it wherever you live. So it's going to be most this energy is going to be most active from May 27th through June 24th. And so it's already, we're already in this activation energy, even though it hasn't happened yet. So the new moon and the annular solar eclipse in Gemini, it's at the same time, of course. So it is destined to be life changing for many people. Oh my God. Yay. That's going to be amazing. Um, so any conjunction with Mercury, which will be Kazemi later today, I have never, I heard her say the word Kazemi in her video a couple weeks ago. What the hell does Kazemi mean? I don't know. C-A-Z-I-M-I. Make a mental note to look that up in a minute. Um, so in fact, you know, I'm going to pause this and look it up right now because what the hell is Kazemi? Well, hell's bells. <laughs> According to crystalbastrology.com, the meaning of Kazemi is very strong and opportunistic. But not in a bad way. <laughs> not like my ex-boyfriend I had in Guatemala. He was very strong willed and very opportunistic. And that's not what I mean. (laughs) I don't think that's what they mean. Any planet whose center is within 17 minutes of the arc of the center of the sun. So it sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook to me because I'm not an astrologer, but it is referred to a Kazemi. So a Kazemi moon can only happen at the time of a new moon. Well, that's good to know. And it's good to use if you really want to succeed. If you want something to really succeed, the Kazemi apparently is, well, it's very good time to do your witchcraft or do some folk magic. If you're not a witch, just to do something, maybe say a strong prayer. If you're a Christian or whatever you do, you know, just maybe that's the time to ask the ancestors or God to help you with something during the Kazemi. I like that word Kazemi now. (laughs) So let's start this again. This starts tomorrow in a conjunction with Mercury, which will be Kazemi later today. 
well, I don't know when she wrote this, but will but is combust at the time of the eclipse. Anxieties might be high. Information may be delivered in a way that's less than tactful. Watch out for Elena swearing on that day. <laughs> less than tactful. And less than truthful in square with Mercury. Well, I will never be less than truthful. I mean, if I can help it. Anyway, but less than truthful in square with Mercury. See, Mercury is um, the planet of communication. And it is in retrograde right now. So miscommunications happen. <clears throat> so if something happens or someone says something that you're like, what, that wasn't right. Take a deep breath and realize that they probably said the opposite thing, what they meant because it was an accident. So if you say anything less than truthful, if I say something wrong or less than truthful, it's probably an accident because of Mercury retrograde. I am heavily influenced by Mercury because almost all of my planets in my chart are in uh, Virgo, which is ruled by Mercury. So, okay, <laughs> just get that out of the way. Um, I say I'm never less than truthful. Well, sometimes I am, but it's an accident. It's a miscommunication, a misstep in communication. So, okay. Um, so square with Mercury and there's a lot of, a lot. She says L O T in big, huge letters, a lot of strange information floating around. Welcome to the ascension of humanity. Yo, <laughs> At the time of the dark moon, don't believe everything you hear and don't hold on too closely to your own personal narrative about what's happening in your own life. There's important information that's currently hidden in the shadows or an event that might transpire in the future that is likely to dramatically change your opinion and alter your course of action. That's good to know. As always, eclipses activate energies in our lives that lead us into our true purpose in this lifetime. This sounds amazing and mysterious, doesn't it? So, hey, that's exciting. What? So when the new moon happens, so that's um, going to happen on the 10th of June. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's like in a week in two days. So am I right? By the time you hear this, it'll be, you know, in eight days. So there you go. Um, okay. So, um, da, 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 where was I? As always, eclipses activate energies in our lives that lead us into our true purpose in this lifetime. As a strong solar eclipse with the North node in the mix, Many of us are likely to embark on a brand new path that is more aligned with our destiny. This new path may feel uncertain with lots of fogginess and ambivalence around both the outcome and the journey to get to where we are fated to go. So surrender your control, trust the process, pay attention to your intuition, the signs and the synchronicities and the literal messages that come through. This is by far the best way to navigate through this coming eclipse. Now Mars enters Leo 
on my brother's birthday at 7.33 a.m. Aw, on June 11th. Oh, y'all don't know when my brother's born, right? <laughs> um, yay. Mars enters Leo. I have Mars in Leo in my chart. And that makes me happy. <laughs> that's, that's what makes me kind of personable, which is it was good because everything else is in Virgo. And if my Mars is in Virgo, oh my God, it was, uh, it would just, I already drive myself crazy with my chart, but Mars enters Leo, which is good. I might feel a little bit more comfortable starting on the June 11th through the July 29th. I don't know why I said the in front of those. See, it's just the miscommunication of Mercury. Damn it. All right. Mars in the flamboyant, lively sign of Leo <laughs> is actually pretty happy here. Yeah, it makes me happy just reading Mars enters Leo. <laughs> so I knew a guy named Mars. <laughs> that is a completely different meaning when you say Mars enters Leo because one of my favorite astrologers is Leo king astrology (laughs) anyway oh we're just not gonna go there (laughs) happy pride month okay mars and the flamboyant lively sign of leo was actually pretty happy here mars and leo stimulates the need to take incredible bold genuine action in pursuit of whatever it is we wish to initiate For the most part, Mars and Leo compels us to act creatively on the things in life we are are authentically passionate about. However, sometimes with Mars and Leo, the actions we take and the way we exercise our will can simply be attention-seeking and performative. Well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that if you're a performer, <laughs> right? I mean, am I wrong? For this particular transit of Mars and the playful gregarious sign of Leo, the malefic planet of anger. <laughs> yeah, Mars is like the planet of war and anger. and But it's also in its, in its positive state. It is... Um, action mars is your like yes it's like your your uh fire energy you know it gives you that oomph forward basically um you know i always think of it if it was if mars was a hormone it would be testosterone (laughs) i've always thought of that like venus was a hormone it would be estrogen okay i don't know why (laughs) I always relate these things on on that sexual level, but it's kind of where the energies that come through these planets, it's kind of what the energies are. So the malefic planet of anger, yeah, exactly. So disputes and separation will be making a very heated, challenging T-square with Saturn and Uranus toward the end of the month. So, um, basically a T square, it's, I think similar to an opposition, which is considered like a negative or challenging aspect. Well, she did say the word challenging here. So there you go. So, um, and now, so it's the end of this month towards the start of July and it will further activate an already amped up year long energy reaching its second peak. Now the energy at this time is going to be turbulent to say the least. 
People will be making very rash, impulsive decisions, changing things on a dime, only to leave a giant mess of discordant energy in their wake. Tread lightly during this time. Be careful. There's going to be on the 14th of June, Saturn square Uranus. So the second of three passes of Saturn square Uranus will be happening at that point. It's happening now. This year long influence came first exact in February of this year, thinking back to the January through March energies and the biggest frustrations, roadblocks, and changes occurring in your life during that time can give important clues as to what's coming back around to be revisited this summer. New challenges may come up related to the original themes, causing us to have to pivot, change our minds, make long-term adjustments to our plans in order to set the right foundation for our future. Setting limitations and boundaries in the present in order to create more freedom in the future is favored throughout the entire year. Many of us will be finding ourselves coming up against roadblocks, shifting, shifting again, pivoting to the left, taking two steps forward, three steps backwards, walking in circles before we realign with the proper path to get us to our destination. And what just came, God just sent this energy to me. Do, 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 hustle, do, 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 hustle. <laughs> you remember that song in the seventies, do the hustle. That's what it, that's what it's just, we're going to have to hustle. Now, when I think about what happened in my life, and this is an example, so you could check out what happened in your life and what themes were going on with you. Now, between January and March is when, um, well, let's see, is that right? Maybe not. No, that was April. So I don't know what was going on January, March. I was just trying to finish my TESOL certification. I was trying to get through, um, I think I just finished it and I was trying to figure out what companies I want to work for. And I was kind of trying to go through that and I kept hitting frustrations and roadblocks. Like it took me three weeks to get this guy to say that, yes, I have what it takes to be a tutor for him and no, he doesn't advertise and no, there are no students, but when there are, I will have a job for life and making $18 an hour. So it was like, yay, but, oh, there is nothing there. Right. So I'm kind of going through this now, just trying to get my stuff situated with all these different companies. And then I keep hitting these, um, challenges of, you know, think, you know, you have to pass a test. You've got to go through all this stuff. You've got to do this massive, long, long ass, uh, you know, it's like a slow application process and then you get through it. Then, then you hand everything in and everything looks good. And then you have to wait a week and then they go, great. Now you can build your business on our platform. Well, wait a minute. I thought you were going to give me students. <laughs> Fuck man. I even had a dream about it a couple days ago, like a venting dream of, you know, I'm going to finally get to where I need to be. And then they're going to say, Oh, all right. Well now you can, you know, we're not going to give you any clients, but you can bring your own in and use the platform, you know, and it was a dream I had venting like, Oh my God, they're supposed to give me students. They all say that. And then you get to the fine print of it all. And you've got to attract students to your form of teaching, even though it's quite competitive. So 
ah, it's a little frustrating. So I feel like whatever I was going through then is what I'll be going through now with that. I thought it was the roommate situation, but no, that was just in the past six weeks. So after March, basically. So whatever you are going through in March, it's going to come back for a second or third pass at this moment. So it's going to be like, all right, so setting limitations and boundaries. Okay. Limit your Netflix watching and put up boundaries for yourself where you know that you're going to definitely spend five hours minimum a day on your dreams. You know, and that could be two hours just daydreaming and thinking about it, journaling, talking to friends about it. You know, if they're having a similar dream or like you're starting a business with somebody, you know, you can talk to other people about it. I mean, don't talk to everyone. You don't want anyone to speak uh, ill of you or your business or, you know, out of jealousy or whatnot. But so if you're starting with somebody, you know, something that might be part of it, but you know, I've been looking into all the different things and that's one of the habits of billionaires is they spend five hours a day working on their dream, whatever their dream is at the moment, you know, so there it is. Now, um, sun will enter cancer on the 20th of June, which is, you know, normal always happens. And it goes through July 22nd, which is my grandmother, God rest her soul. Her birthday was always July 22nd, obviously, always. That's hilarious. I said that right now. Isn't that funny? She had the same birthday every year. <laughs> I can't believe I just said always. It's, man, this Mercury is just, this Mercury retrograde has already gotten me so many times. It's hilarious. The sun's ingress into cancer marks the summer solstice. So that's why this is important for you to know in the Northern hemisphere. So it's winter solstice for me. Cause I am, well, I'm not really below the equator. So it's for those of you below the equator, I'm literally on the equator. So I don't know. I mean, we're in winter here, but winter here is just like the cold parts are 70 degrees, <laughs> 70. I mean, it was 69 degrees yesterday. I'm like, it was chilly. I, I wore a hoodie at the beach, man. Okay. Um, so it's a potent time for culmination celebration and enjoying time spent together with the people that you care about the most. This particular solstice and sun in cancer transit will be imbued with positive extra positivity with the sun in a harmonious auspicious, auspicious trine with Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter is the expanding planet. It's a really good planet. So, um, most active, uh, will be from the 20th through the 26th of June. So with Jupiter, the great benefic, benefic, I don't know, B E N E F I C it's also stationing and sitting strong in the skies. It seems we're in for a double dose of optimism, according to Heather and enthusiasm will be greatly needed to mitigate some of the more turbulent energies that are so prevalent this month. Now, if you guys want to read this, please go to astrologywithheather.com. Go to the monthly astro highlights for June. And you could do this for all the months from now on because she's super amazing. Jupiter stations retrograde. So Jupiter is going to go retrograde, though, on the 20th of June at 9.04 a.m. MDT time. And it's going to be in retrograde through October 17th which means it goes direct on my son's birthday, the 18th. So that's nice. Now Jupiter's stationing retrograde will soon be moving out 
of its home sign of Pisces where it's at right now, which is actually quite nice. It's, it's more of a comfortable expansion, but it's right now Jupiter being in Pisces, Pisces is that nebulous planet of, or I mean that nebulous energy of, um, um, I don't know, just UFOs and extraterrestrials and spirituality and ascension stuff and, you know, taking psychedelic drugs and contemplating the cosmos. That's what the energy of Pisces is to me anyway. And, you know, not saying that you're going to go out and do a bunch of drugs or whatever, (laughs) but this is the time, you know, like the expansion of your spirituality is what's going on right now as Jupiter is in Pisces. So it's going to be moving though at the end of June, it will be moving out of Pisces, but it'll go back into the sign of Aquarius, which is an enigmatic sign according to Heather here. And she says that at the end of July is when this will happen and it will allow us to revisit the opportunities for growth and good fortune as that we might have missed the first time around in December, 2020 through May of this year. So when Jupiter moves retrograde, the growth we experience is far more internalized than externalized. That means we're going to gain wisdom guys, understanding we will grow in our integrity more so than our wealth or material abundance. So integrity is always good though. I mean, you can't even be, um, you you know, if you become wealthy without integrity, you're destined to lose it. But if you grow your integrity and then become wealthy, you're destined to hold on to your wealth and share it with others, um, in a positive way for both you and the others. You know, I mean, I don't think you should get a million dollars and, and keep a hundred thousand for yourself and give the rest away. That's not wise. But it is wise to give five to 10%, you know, to people less fortunate, and then you'll get more, and then you give more. And then when you get super, super wealthy, you can get to the point where 90% goes to charity and you're living large on the, on the 10%. That's the goal for a lot of spiritual um, millionaires that I have met over the years. And so I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Anyway, uh, so we're going to grow in integrity more so than in wealth or material abundance. Um, while, uh, Jupiter's going retrograde. Now, when it moves back into Aquarius, it will ask us to reflect on whether or not that opportunities are coming back around should be taken advantage of for the good of all concerned, not just for selfish gain. See, that's where that integrity is coming in. So this transit will provide opportunities to reflect on where we've been operating outside of our integrity or when we've needlessly given away our personal freedom in favor of what the hive mind believes is best. So it's going to be an internal thing going on towards the end of June. Now on June 22nd, Mercury will be going direct. So when this happens, this is what she has to say about that. We all look forward to this day. And, and remember, there's still a shadow period for a couple weeks after. Two weeks for most of us, uh, three weeks for those of us who are Gemini or Virgo <laughs> um, in moon, sun, or rising sign. 
Mercury stationing to go direct in this particular zone, right in between a conjunction to the North node and the ongoing square to Neptune. Even though this particular Mercury station is not overwhelmingly intense, it's going to feel a bit odd to say the least. But we love that, right? <laughs> when Mercury moves direct, we're finally able to get some momentum going with the plans, projects, communications, and ideas that we've been revisiting, rethinking, revising over the past three weeks. Meaning the last three weeks, meaning, you know, basically now, today. So everything that we're thinking about right now, well, it's all going to come to fruition and we're going to think about it even more three weeks from now. So, but we're not out of the woods just yet. So hold off signing on that dotted line if possible. Yeah. This is not a good time to get married. <laughs> not a good time to, um, enter into any new agreements or contracts with people. It's not a good time for any of that. Mercury will make its final square to Neptune and Pisces on July 6th and will not be completely out of this influence until mid-July. The same rules we've been talking about since mid-May still apply. Don't believe everything you hear. Be wary of offers that sound too good to be true and be sure to be sure to um, over communicate and double check that you're well understood so that you're not misunderstood. And she even forgot the word to there. <laughs> be sure over communicate. She says instead of be sure to over communicate. See, it's already that she wrote this during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> God bless her. She's such a sweet person. If you see her, you know, astrology with Heather on um, YouTube, you'll know immediately what a sweetheart she is. She's got a big heart. So full moon in Capricorn will happen on the 24th of June. So that's in uh, just under a month now. Moon, month, month, pretty much the word month means moon, one moon to the next. And anyway, uh, most active um, energy that we'll be feeling will be the 21st through the 27th of June. And so she says the full moon in Capricorn will bring us to the, to culminate the culminate point of our current eclipse cycle. Even though it's in its detriment and somewhat inhibited, this full moon will have a lot of positivity to offer. This new moon in Capricorn literally allows us to put our feet back on solid ground for the first time in weeks. And it's a new moon in Capricorn. Oh my God, this is my month for sure. The full moon in the grounded and pragmatic sign of structure and routine will act to help us get back into the swing of things after all this intense transformation, rearranging and changes in direction that we've been attempting to navigate through. So the big bright Capricorn moon is going to illuminate the most solid path to help us finally move forward into our destiny. For the first time in a while, this is going to be the path of least resistance. Oh, thank God. Okay. So the full moon in Capricorn reaches the point of illumination in a harmonious sextile with Jupiter. Sextile is just an aspect that it's a very positive aspect, bringing in new opportunity for growth and result of the efforts that we've been putting 
in toward physical material projects over these last two weeks, which, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but just be, let it be known that that's where it's going to all culminate. So anyway, and also the last six months since we set our intentions at the new moon in Capricorn back in December, well, that's good. Cause I set some really excellent intentions, um, back in December when the new moon was in Capricorn. So, all right. I look forward to, uh, seeing what happens. <laughs> so while this energy does offer some reprieve, we're still in the midst of some rather intense energy that will last until mid July, at least until mid July. So enjoy this influence while it lasts. Don't miss the opportunity to harness the moment of stability while it is still there, which again is going to be, um, the 21st through the 27th of June. Neptune will be stationing retrograde on the 25th of June, and that will be through December 1st. So what she says about that, when Neptune moves retrograde, our psychic sensitivities become enhanced in ways that are very subtle and very powerful. The division between realms and dimensions becomes a little thinner when Neptune goes retrograde, especially within a week of its station. Paranormal happenings may increase in frequency. Ooh. <laughs> Did you guys hear that ghost? <laughs> I would laugh so hard if there was on an artifact on... <laughs> <laughs> on this that I didn't hear, <laughs> but you guys heard, heard, heard. Oh my good God. There we go again with this uh, miscommunication crap. Okay. Oh, it's going to be a bumpy ride <laughs> with the Mercury retrograde. Anyway, so paranormal happenings may increase in frequency. Hidden messages in our dreams may become more clear and our meditation and flow states may become more fruitful in their ability to help us tune in. So work on your intuition towards the end of the month. That's what I'm hearing. <coughs> Besides ghosts. <laughs> All right. So Venus will be entering Leo exactly on June 26th. Okay. So it's going to be active from the 26th of June through July 21st. So Venus in Leo. Oh, our love language leans more towards grand romantic gestures than it normally would. So think of rom-com acts of love. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That being said, this particular Venus in Leo transit isn't likely to be as playful and flirtatious as it could be. Shortly after Venus moves into the generous heart-centered sign of Leo, it will begin to activate a T-square between Mars, Saturn, and Uranus. Oh, shit. So this synergy, as she says, is ripe with discord arguments, separations, challenges, and disputes, and relationships, agreements, negotiations, beauty, and material matters. If your goal is to bring people together and to create a feel-good sense of harmony and joy... Yeah, you might as well hold off until this energy passes. Well, that's just freaking blows. Okay, fine. <laughs> and there we go. That's that sounds good. She has a monthly astrology newsletter. Um, you know, at the very bottom. I'm gonna go ahead and sign up for that. 
uh, not right this second because I'm still in the middle of the show for you guys. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot. This is going to be a good month, but you know, go slow. Don't sign any contracts. Re- revitalize yourself and it's time to pivot. Are you on the right path for you? Or are you going to go on a slightly different path or maybe in a completely different direction in life? This is the time to figure it out. You know, at least one of you is going through what I'm going through. And, um, this person has told me that she is, has been a single mom for quite a while. And her, um, youngest is an adult and he's thinking about leaving the nest. He's holding, you know, uh, I was going to say hoarding his money. He's not hoarding his money. He's saving his money. (laughs) Same difference, I guess, but hoarding is just kind of a negative thing. (laughs) I was going to say holding and hoarding at the same time. It's like, that's not what he's doing. He's saving his money to get his own place and move out because that's, you know, when you're in the United States, at least that's what you do. It's part of our culture is just to, Oh, I'm 18. It's time for me to move on out. A lot of people get kicked out at 18. I did. Well, they actually, my, my parents said, if you live and abide by our rules, you could stay home while you go to college. But if you mess up the rules, you have to go. And I messed up the rules like right away because I had to spend the night at home only. And instead I got into a fight with my stepmom and I called my friend and I said, can I come over? And then he's like, why don't you just spend the night? And I'm like, all right, fine. So I wasn't sleeping with the guy, but I'd spent the night at his house. And so of course my parents thought the worst and kicked me out. (laughs) And that was the end of that. Just woo. (laughs) And she's out of there. Okay. You know, um, I don't even know why I brought that up. C, Mercury, retrograde, weird communication. But, um, yeah, so Saturn and um, Jupiter are in really good positions right now. Jupiter is the expanding planet. hasn't gone retrograde yet. And Saturn is retrograde. Saturn is a planet of limitations. So as it's going retrograde, we're being less limited, which is kind of a nice aspect. But Mercury retrograde, we have the communication issue. So, and we're in eclipse season. So, it is what it is. And um, no matter what the astrology is and how it's going to affect you, your particular sign, just breathe deep, go slow, um, think things through. I mean, I'm a Virgo, so I drive myself crazy with the lists, the pros and the cons, and the this is and the that's things I write. I write lists about the lists I want to write. And then I forget about the first list and I rewrite a list. I'm constantly doing this. It's like, I'm trying not to do it as often because I drive myself crazy with it, but that's because I'm so Virgo, very, very, very Virgo, you know? So it is what it is. Um, well, there you have it. There's the astrology for June. I hope this is, has been helpful for you to plan out your month and to see what the energies are, are going. Um, I like this weird, the weird information that's coming out. So later this month, when, where it says all the weird stuff, all the weird energy and the weird information is coming out, 
I did want to mention um, something that I heard about today. It's something I, I told you guys about on Friday during the Earth Changes Report. But there's something about what I told you about the cicadas. These are creatures that are nowhere to be seen for 17 years. And then they come up out of the ground. And there's so many of them that they feed all of the frogs and all of the birds. And it's like a feeding frenzy of all of the other creatures around that eat them. But they have to be so many of them so that the ones that are left will be able to mate. So some of them are decoys and then the rest of them are, um, just, you know, doing it so they could drop their grubs down to the ground that then crawl underground and don't come back out for 17 years. So it's a cycle. Um, but what I found out today is that this is going to be happening in 15 States and at the same time, there's a fungus that's going to eat their ass <laughs> off, off. Okay, so these poor little guys haven't been on the surface in 17 years, and they come back up, and what's new? Well, there's a brand new fungus that's going to literally replace your butt. <laughs> it's going to eat your ass off, and then <laughs> it's going to replace your butt, which, of course is going to make them go into their sexual frenzy moment, you know, beast mode, (laughs) um, so fast that the fungus, which is psychedelic, not unlike mushrooms is going to, uh, break off as they make love. Their asses that have been replaced with the fungus is going to break off and they're going to mate so vigorously according to the scientists that these little spores of the fungus is going to go up into the air and blanket and cloud 15 states in the United States where everybody will suddenly be so fucking high like they've been taking mushrooms whether they want to or not thank you cicadas (laughs) and all the stuff is going to happen just in time for the astrology to be bringing out weird and new information and everything's going to be freaking weird anyway. And now 15 states worth of people are going to be high on psychedelic fungus that fell off a cicada's ass. (laughs) Welcome to the apocalypse. Oops, my bad. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a great way to end and show, right? Um, I wanted to let you guys know when I was out walking at the ocean yesterday, it turned uh, gray for a while while I was watching it. And then I was walking home and I asked the powers of be, you know, the spirits, hey, what's what's the weather gonna be like? I see that's gonna rain. And then I looked and then the ocean it was, it was just normal. It wasn't super choppy, which I mentioned yesterday. It was just still kind of calm, just doing its normal ocean, ocean-y stuff. You know, and the waves are going, but it wasn't overly choppy. And then it turned kind of slightly blue. And I thought, well, that means it's going to rain tomorrow, but it's going to be hardly anything. Well, I was right. It rained today for a couple hours, and then it was a nice, gentle rain. Now it's gone. 
it's a little bit like drizzling right now. I love being able to read the ocean. I learned when I was in Santa Barbara and I'm so happy about that. And it, it actually worked. So while I was in between, you know, the first half of the show and this half, it, it's when it started raining. I thought that was kind of cool. So I like that. I want to be able to go look at the ocean all the time. I could tell what weather's coming. <laughs> like an old sea captain, I guess. Once you know it, I guess you just don't unknow it. I had, I was a sea captain in a past life. And some people might have called me a pirate, but privateer. <laughs> I was a privateer more, but anyway, it is what it is. So there you have it. That is uh, my show for today. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and telling your friends and sharing the show with other people on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. Write me anytime. You can direct message me at mermaidgirl888. I get back to everybody. Um, you know, if you're disrespectful, I will only get back to you for a couple seconds to tell you off. <laughs> but actually, this only happened one time three years ago. So other than that, actually, you guys have been really fun to talk to you. I look forward to your uh, messages. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, that's it. I, um, yeah, what else? Oh, I was going to tell you yesterday, uh, you know, cause I watched Geronimo who was a Chiricahua Apache. And yesterday I was going to say a, a, a phrase. The only thing I know how to say in Chiricahua Apache is I eat a chachinta china. I'll see you again. If we both should live that long, <laughs> it's a perfect thing for the angel of death to say, I guess, but I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming just like always. But until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.